On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Platforms. This week on the Indo Daily. I asked her to leave me alone. I felt like she was harassing me and she was insistent that, you know, these were just coincidences. Catherine Martin, she is in favour of scrapping the TV licence and giving money to RT direct from the exchequer. Tanish Michael Martin, dead set against it. No way, not happening. Find and follow us at all the usual spots and over on the Irish Independent website. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and welcome to our special throw-in podcast to preview Sunday's All-Ireland Senior Women's Football Final between Mead and Kerry. Well, Mead are looking to hold on to the Brendan Martin Cup for the second year in a row and the second time in their history. Their challengers, Kerry, are one win away from their first women's senior title since 1993. And of course, after the Kerry men landed home with the Sam Maguire last weekend, the Kingdom are hoping to complete their first men and women All-Ireland Senior double since 1986. Now joining me on this special show is five-time All-Ireland medal winner with Dublin, Noel Healy, and former Cork Jewel player, Rena Buckley, who's just got the 18 All-Ireland medals across football and camogie. Rena and Noel, you're both welcome to the podcast. It's the first time since 2002 that your counties, Cork and Dublin, are not in the All-Ireland Senior Final. Um, we had that dramatic weekend of quarterfinals earlier this month when both Cork and Dublin were knocked out. Meath are the defending champions, uh, Rena, but there is a bit of a novel element to this final pairing, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. And look, um, I suppose it, it is novel that neither Cork or Dublin are in it and it makes for an exciting final. Um, I think that, you know, for a number of years, maybe Cork and Dublin you know we're setting the standard, but that's not the case this year. They've been overtaken. Mead are the champions from last year and I, I think they've set the bar really high. I think other teams are coming up to meet that that mark. Um, I probably think me they're still the standard bearers but look we'll see on Sunday how they get on and it's it's exciting for ladies football Absolutely Noel before we get into this weekend's final Dublin of course beaten by Donegal in the All-Ireland quarterfinal Mick Bohan has not only done such a fantastic job with Dublin but like he really has helped to raise uh, the women's uh, game generally you know for All-Irelands as a manager will Mick stay on do you think? It's hard to know um, I suppose from Talking to a few of the girls um, after the match, you know, he kind of seemed to have borne the, the, the brunt of, I suppose, the disappointment and, and feeling kind of, I suppose, letting people down a little bit. Um, having, I suppose, by their own standards, you know, fallen at a, at a, at a quarter final. Um, and I suppose, you know, like being beaten fairly convincingly as well by, by Donegal. Um, so, I think it'll probably, for the first time, be a real question. It's hard to know. I mean, he's been there for six years now um, at this stage. And I suppose, you know, I think there'll probably be a lot of players who, who will step away, um, you know, just to have, have, have given a, a, an awful lot. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest, if we did see that he had stepped down. I know he's a young family. Um, he himself may have, you know, ambitions to, to, to try a new challenge as well. 
Um, and, you know, even for some of the girls that are there after six years, it's always, you know, not a bad thing to, to hear a new voice. Um, but yeah, I'd be sad to see him go. He's done an awful lot for Dublin football. You know, when he came in, he really challenged us as players to kind of raise our game. You know, we thought we were doing all right getting to three um, All-Ireland finals. But even just, you know, challenging how I suppose we how good we were as footballers really is, is kind of the, the basic thing and, and bringing on our skills so I'd say where, wherever he goes next he'll be he'll be in high demand um and yeah maybe look at a shake-up for, for Dublin you know could be a good thing and say it changes the schools are rest so it might you know just challenge a few people there's people sometimes you know if they get a bit comfortable with a manager um and a, a team can sometimes get a bit comfortable with a manager and you know he sees certain players in certain ways and so um it might not be a bad thing to challenge a few of the younger girls they might see it as, as a fresh opportunity as well so um it might be a good thing for for Dublin football but I would be sad to see him go it would certainly feel like the end of an era um for you know I suppose what was a brilliant decade for Dublin football yeah no he's been he's been brilliant um Rena Mead you know were the story of last year you know just even in Irish sport generally going from intermediate winning the, uh, a senior All-Ireland title in their first attempt and I remember reading Nevo Sullivan say last winter that they didn't want to be known as a, a one-hit wonder and they'd almost remind you of the Limerick Hurlers because they've had to come through some tight games this championship they beat Galway by a point in the quarterfinal they were three points down at halftime in that semi-final with Donegal before beating the them by two points, 12 points to one seven. Overall, how do you rate, uh, Rena? how Meads have been performing this championship? Yeah, Meads, the Meads story is, is an amazing story. I remember watching them in the intermediate final against West Meath um, two years ago, and I thought they had huge potential, but I thought they, they showed lots of lots of issues, particularly defensively. Mm. They carried on, then they, they got to the, the um, Division 2 final last year, and I thought they'd improved hugely from the intermediate final, you know, previously. And they really started out those defensive issues. And, and they'd they be carrying the final that final. Year. They'd be carrying that in the league. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that's very interesting that, that they played them so recently in, in a kind of a, in a final in, in Crow Park. Um, and then last year in the championship, they really showed how they, they improved so much again from that league final um, and they, you know, they were, you know, they were super, they put in a super performance in the final last year against Dublin. But the big question mark this year was, did they catch Dublin on the hop? You know, that, you know, that was the question around ladies football. And the answer has to be outwhelmingly no. They are a super side. I actually think they've improved this year compared to where they were last year. I think defensively, they're very strong. They really know the setup they want to um, to 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 have in every game, they protect the D very very well. Um, in terms of their attack, like they have some very flamboyant footballers, and their support play going forward is is second to none. I think physically they're in super condition. I think they're better than they were last year. I think they're a little bit stronger. Like it was very obvious in the final last year that Dublin were probably a little bit better conditioned than Mead, but this year Mead are are definitely that bit stronger. And like they have confidence, they have self assurance. And they've come through a really sticky championship. And, you know, they're looking good for this final. You'd have to say that. Do you agree with that, Noel? I mean, because it was kind of a fairly sticky, now Donegal are a great team, but it was a sticky first half um, against them. And they didn't really seem to have that usual kind of tempo in that first first half. But of course, they came out then and had a great second half and scored like six points in a row or something. Yeah, I think the style of football that they play is like unless they really get a lead on you straight away they're going to be a little bit on the back foot because they bring absolutely everybody back um I remember watching them in the, in the Leinster final against Dublin this year I thought they probably played a little bit possibly with a little bit of fear or just you know they kind of over 
over defend a little bit and brought Dublin on them. And I think, you know, when, when you do do that, it's almost like a boxer kind of playing defense and then hoping the other person will tire themselves out. Um, they will, I suppose, draw teams on them and, and like there will be that little bit of, um, I suppose, giving other teams the opportunity to score because you've everybody flooding back and you're kind of giving them the, the possession almost. Um, but I, I think, you know, they've, what I've been most impressed with is the, the composure that they've played it really. I mean, yeah, you do talk about, did they catch up on the hop? But I mean, I wouldn't have thought so. I thought they were absolutely brilliant. Um, they were so aggressive, you know, they were so tactically astute in, in, in that final. I was really, really impressed with them. And then all through this, um, this year as well, as I said, look, they're going to, they're going to draw teams on them, but I think they, they've just been so composed in, in how they've responded to that match. Um, they used, you know, they they went to play a down when Vicky Wall went off in the semi-final and they just tacked on scores. And again, you know, Galway, I thought, actually finished with a stronger team with the subs they were able to bring on. Um, you know, we were able to bring Roisin Leonard off the off the bench and she was, you know, well able to shoot from all from all angles. She's just a brilliant forward. Um, but their their attack by then, they were so composed in just working the, the ball around. It's kind of like what you say about the Dublin men's team is getting the ball to the shooters. You know, they had really strong support play from from their half backs, and they were just waiting for either Stacey or Emma to get on the ball. And you know, Emma did. She popped up. She, you know, it wasn't the first time she wasn't snapping a shot. She was working it into the right angle and taking the taking the score. And that's kind of what you get from from being a champion. They were just making those minutes work. They kind of knew to play to the very very last minute. Um, and that's shown. I thought Donegal probably when Mead kind of, you know, they had that, that three-point cushion and then when Mead came back and came back, I think they almost dropped their heads a little bit because they kind of felt like this was happening again. Like it was kind of, you know, Mead took control of the game and took control of the momentum. Um, so yeah, I like, I, I don't think you can fault them for their, their status as champions at all. Yeah, I mean, Rena Noel mentions composure there. Who has epitomised this more than Emma Duggan? I mean, the day before Shawnee Shea scored that, uh, you know, wonder free against Dublin in their semi-final, Emma Duggan scored an amazing last-minute wonder point in their quarter-final win over Galway. She hauled Meath over the line then as well against Donegal. And I think for the last point, she was actually down the end near the Hill 16 and she ran all the ways up to the canal end or the Davenstand end and got that point. How well she performs on Sunday is going to go a long way to deciding this outcome, isn't it, Rena? Absolutely. Look, Emma. Emma is a very special player, and you know she's she's young. You know she has she's a long number of years ahead of her. And um, but you know she she definitely showed you know absolute class last year. But this year she's really really backing it up, and you know um, I, I think it was in the in the Donegal game she was quite enough in the first half. But you know when Meath really needed her she stepped up and she got the crucial scores mm-hmm. and it's players like her, you know, when, when meet her under the cash that players like Emma Duggan are, are you know, and we have Stacey Grimes as well. And that's what I'm mentioning, Eva Sullivan and Vicky Wall and like what excellent sharpshooters they have up front. You know, they have, you know, you're not trying to just get it to one or two players, you know, they have an abundance of shooters, but Emma, I suppose, has taken some really crucial shots at crucial times. And it's been, it's been really important in terms of getting me to this final. I mean, Meath have been put to the pin of their collar. You know, Donegal gave them a real, real test and, you know, they'll be really disappointed with, with how it panned out at the finish. They probably didn't convert, you know, enough sco- enough of their chances um, to get through. Meath converted much more and that's probably what saw them over the line. And particularly in the second half, the likes of Emma Duggan really stood up when, 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 when she was needed and, and that's what got them through. 
Yeah, what about uh, Vicky Wall, um, Noel? You know, obviously going to the AFLW uh, after this, she signed up in North Melbourne. You know, you can only wish her the absolute best and what an opportunity this is going to be. But we're going to so miss her uh, in this game. You know, how do you imagine she's going to feel now uh, going into this uh, this final with Mead, Mead before going off to Australia for the time being anyway? Yeah, I know it's unfortunate. A lot of the big stories about ladies football this year have kind of almost been the players that were losing to the AFLW. Um, you know, she'll be a big loss for her. She's such an exciting player to to watch. There's always those players on certain teams that when they get the ball, everybody kind of leans forward a bit because they're expecting something big to happen. Um, and that's what she gives. She's such a strong runner. She's such a strong runner off the shoulder. Um, and, you know, she was a huge reason why Meath got over the line um, that the in the final last year. I think she's probably found it a little bit tougher this year. Um, she's definitely had a target on her back and I think people are kind of getting to grips with how to mark her. She's the kind of player that likes to come off the shoulder. She's not going to be the inside forward making runs, darting left and right. She likes to, you know, get up that head of speed and, and come off the shoulder fast and create that overlap and be a, a line breaker for Mead. Um, And, you know, she's got a fantastic left boot as well. But I think, I thought Dublin did really well in, in kind of frustrating her. Um, I think, you know, if you if you want to try stop her, you need somebody who's just going to have the legs to stay with her to, you know, pretty much similar to what Melissa Duggan would do for, for Cork is just, you know, have the legs, have the strength, have the physicality to stay with her the whole time and just frustrate her, not give her that chance to be able to come off the shoulder very quickly. Um, and I think Kerry probably have enough players to, to do that as well. Um, what I suppose will be unfortunate from a Mead point of view is she seems to be picking up a few yellow cards. Um, look, Mead's whole emphasis and their whole kind of ethos of their team is to work hard. Um, and, you know, I suppose she, she's, she's a strong girl. She's coming in strong and she seems to be picking up kind of ticks and, and getting um, yellow cards in unfortunate incidents. I think, you know, for the last day, her third her third tackle I don't think you can false that she came in she slid in it was you know it was a third tick I know Mead were a bit frustrated about it but I think she probably just needs to be that little bit clever about it that if she's getting three ticks and you know Mead's kind of just need to sacrifice her from that that they're they're better off having on the pitch rather than you know her being encouraged to work hard and continuously be in the back and getting tackles in maybe just say look Vicky if you're on your if you're on your second tick just take that chance and, and just sit around the midfield and be an outlet for us we don't need you back here putting in tackles and putting yourself at risk of being of being yellow carded and going into the sin bin yeah, what a year it's been uh, for Kerry, Rena. I mean, they won the Division 2 league title in April. They beat Armagh. They got promoted to Division 1 for next year. Uh, they've made their first final since they faced Yi in 2012. Now, before the semi-final, actually, I spoke with Declan Quill, who's the joint manager with Dara Long, and he said that a big difference for them this year was their level of fitness, whereas it was a bit of a crutch for them last year. Uh, what do you think has been key to Kerry making it to the final this year? Yeah, I have to agree. I, I think their level of fitness, it's its obvious this year, they're, they're definitely, their movement is, is much better than it has been over the last number of years. But I think credit has to go to the management team. You know, they're in a couple of years now and every year Kerry have been improving solidly um, and they've been making those little gains. And I suppose this year they've made a big breakthrough in terms of they, they, they're back up to Division 1 status. That would have been a huge aim for them at the start of the year. Um, and then to get to an All-Ireland final, I suppose that's a that's a huge step forward for them. Um, and I suppose they, they will bring huge confidence into the game after the year that they've had. Um, but they're like, I suppose, look, Mead will be the favourites going into it. But I, I, I think Kerry will, you know, they have they have a completely different style of style of football. And if things go well for them, you never know. You know, they've been scoring goals right, left and centre this year. Um, so they'll need to get those goals on Sunday. And if they do get those goals on Sunday you know, things could work out very well for Kerry. Explain that different style of play, Rena. 
Yeah, so I suppose Mead would be a much more defensive type of um, team and they would, you know, all attack together and all defend together. Um, and I suppose their, their kickouts generally, that you know, they, they retain much more of their kickouts and they generally go a little bit shorter. Kerry tend to, to mix up their, their play a lot more. They tend to, you know, mix their, their kickouts. They can go long or short. Now, they don't win all of them, but when they do win them, you know, there's, there's loads of space to create chances. Um, and they kick past the ball a lot more than, than let's say, the likes of Mead. Um, and that gives them, you know, it doesn't give Mead or whoever they're playing the chance to bring back their defenders. So they've got space up front and their, their forwards then have the ability, to, you know, they're one-on-one with their back and they can create chances. And that's how they, they're getting their goals during the year. And that's how they're winning games. So, you know, I think they'll stick with that game, game plan for, for Sunday. They'll be going long. They'll be kicking the ball. Um, and they'll be trying to create one-on-ones and hopefully that they'll, you know, they'll, they'll win some, some of those and, and create goal chances and take them. Yeah, I suppose styles make fights, um, Noel, doesn't it really? I mean, I remember Mick Bowen saying after last year's All-Ireland Final that he'd never come across a team that plays the way that Meath do. Very organised defensive structure. Their attack is kind of a freestyle one, as he as he described it, and their defence is really well organised. As Rena mentioned there, like Kerry got those four goals against Mayo. They got a penalty um, in the quarterfinal as well. Like, how do Kerry overcome that defensive structure that Meath will put out on Sunday? Yeah, um, look, it's a really hard, it's a really hard structure to play against. You need that kind of mix of real patience, and then also when you get the chance to just go and you know not a second thing about it, like all guns blazing. You need to just go at them and attack. I think Kerry, if they do click and click well, I think they, I think they could take a lot of um, comfort or definitely inspiration from what Donegal did. Donegal, if they had just gotten a few more runners off the shoulder, I thought if they attacked, they kind of when they had their runners, they went at them in ones. It was usually. Jody McLaughlin kind of coming off the shoulder and getting a shot away or Yvonne Bonner. Um, whereas Kerry, and they definitely do have the numbers to be able, and the players as well, to be able to come in numbers. I mean, you look at Cot Lynch, like even Emma Costello or Sherwood is probably would have been better known um, previously. Um, Kira Murphy as well and Ashley O'Connell, their half-back line, you know, they have a lot of possibility and they have a lot of strength. They're strong runners being able to come off the shoulder and then if they can give it in quickly, to their ball winners inside, um, you know, Paris McCarthy, Louise Numerhurst, they really strong ball winners inside and then come off the shoulder again. I think they could really rip Meads wide open. My one fear would be that they could overcomplicate it a little bit. Like, Cotton Lynch is a fantastic ball carrier and, you know, you could see her, she destroyed the Mayo defence by, by, you know, taking on two or three players. I don't know if she's going to be able to do that as easily against Meads and the one thing that you definitely can't do is bring the ball into contact and bring the ball into those numbers. So, it's kind of a catch-22. It's You know, you, you go at them, but you need that player off the shoulder. You need to be able to time that run really quickly to give that ball away at the right chance um, and at the right time. But I think they can mix it. You, like, I was so impressed with not only like their fitness levels, but I think their skill levels of the the Kerry footballers was, you know, beyond kind of, I think, I think from looking at them, they look like the most skillful team that I've seen. Their ability to solo on the run, their kick passing, their vision. I mean, the the ball um, from, I think, Neve Carmody and Tashi O'Connell for that goal. And it was half blocked down, but it was phenomenal vision for, for a player to be able to not only see that run, but also just to give it exactly into Ashling's stride. Like that, that can destroy a team. And to be able to do it at pace is is fantastic. Um, and you were talking about the kickouts as well. Like Kira Butler's, I I've never seen a, a goalie being able to kick that distance and that trajectory as well. And I think you know, Meath need to be really careful with their press because if they overpress, um, 
I think Kerry could really take advantage of that. They've tall ball winners around the middle of the, of the pitch in Lorraine Scanlon and, and Emma Costello as well. So it, it'll be really interesting. I think, you know, tactically, I think this could be one of the more interesting games we see. It kind of reminds me a lot of the Galway-Kerry game um, from the weekend. And you could see how even Kerry, you know, a team long on the run, struggled with that as well at the start. They kind of overcompensated by just trying to play high balls in they were very tepidly kind of passing the ball around the top of the D and it took somebody like Stephen O'Brien to just you know take the players on and create that space and create that kind of confusion within the forward line I think that's what Kerry needs to try to do they need to try to create a little bit of chaos um, in in Mead's um, defensive structure and I think that could really kind of frustrate me a little bit or, or knock me a bit because they do take so much um, you know strengths that's kind of their big thing is their really tight defensive structure so um i think that's something that Kerry really need to target uh, and more more skillful team more skillful than Meads, do you reckon noel yeah yeah i i just i i think their their basic skills their hand passing is really tight it's really sharp and they can do it at pace so well um i, I definitely would think so and I, I think a lot like you can see it but they're really successful underage team um, and I think that's coming through. I think they, they look like they've just been really well coached from, from a young age. You know, that's something that takes a few years to kind of get up to scratch. And like, that's what we would have always talked about is being able to do the basic skills at pace is, is huge. Being able to pass off your right, off your left at pace without doing a second thought. You know, it's just it's that quick, snappy game that brings that keeps that high tempo in the game. Yeah, um, Noel mentioned uh, Louise and Eva Hurtig there, uh, Rena. I mean, on and off the pitch, she has been such a leader for Kerry. It was Louise, of course, who raised it kind of early this year, the fact that they didn't have the same access to the Kerry GA Centre of Excellence. And, you know, by, by God, she backs it up on the pitch. Like she scored two six in their quarterfinal, uh, one of the goals from a penalty and four uh, frees, uh, five points against Mayo uh, then as well in the semifinal. She's a real leader in this Kerry team. Yeah, Louise has been knocking around the ladies' football scene for a long time. Now she's got plenty of experience. Um, and I suppose I think the, the big difference with Louise this year is that um, I think she's been injury-free all year. Um, and I think her movement is, is, is that little bit better this year. She's moving out the field a little bit more. So she's getting in and she's dangerous in around the goals. Um, but she's moving around the field a lot more. She's a better option for, for a kick pass in than maybe she would have been. I think she might have been carrying injuries maybe two years ago. And she's just that little bit freer in her movement. Um, look, she's she's extremely steady in terms of her accuracy off left and right. You know, she's got two feet. She's superb in terms of her free taking. I don't think there's there's anyone who who puts in as much practice as Louise. Um, but I think from play this year, I think she's showing that little bit more. I think she's the ability to to take on the player a little bit more. And I think she's working that little bit harder off the ball in terms of runs and tackling as well. So Louise is going to be very important for Kerry this year in the final. Um, she's one of their most experienced p- players. She's a leader for them. And if she can get carried off to a good start, you know, it'll, be, it'll be very, very important for them. Okay, question for you both. Like, Where ultimately will this game be decided? I, I, think, I think there's, there's two, two kind of big factors. From a Kerry point of view, I don't think they, they are, are as defensive as, um, as Mead. Um, so if their full back line can um, withstand the pressure that'll be coming from Mead, um, you know, and, and if they do not give away a goal, um, then Kerry will be going well. The other thing, Kerry also, I think, I think they'll need to score two goals more than Mead um, to, to win the game. So I think if they don't concede goals, and if they manage to score goals, if they manage to score two goals more than Mead, I think they have a great, great chance of winning the game. If not, Mead will just continue with their usual game 
and you know they're probably like they're they're a powerful powerful team and and like they are favorites going into the game so i think if those two things don't if those two the two things happen for Kerry i think they could win it but if they don't happen for Kerry i think i think Mead will will, will take the take the match what do you think Noel? Yeah, um, I think around the middle third is going to be really important for Kerry. Um, I think they need to be patient in coming running off the shoulder and I think they need to be really careful as well in, in kind of tracking those late runners um, from Mead. So I think, you know, I think that's where the game is kind of going to be won or lost. I think we know that Mead are going to have a big defensive structure. They're going to try to come at a break. We know that Kerry are going to, you know, play with those players up front and try to move the ball quickly. So I think if if Kerry can, can use their late runners well, um, and come off the shoulder and try to negate that defensive structure and just try to create those little pockets of space, um, then I think they'll create a lot of opportunities for themselves, particularly for a lot of goals. And I think if they do well and are able to stop the strong runners, I mean, like Mead get an awful lot from their halfbacks, Ivan Lee, Emma Troy, and even Cleary. Cleary. Um, not from a scoring point of view, but they just, they they really give those kind of skip passes and, and give an awful lot in support play and I think if Kerry can track them and even just to try stop those runners like just a little, a little tug just so you know something to try and negate them kind of coming as as forward as often and, and you know just to try stop them giving that support play I think that'll be huge Okay well uh, the senior final throws in at 4 o'clock it's a, an 11.45 throw in for our Antrim against Fermanagh in the junior final and it's Wexford against Leash in the intermediate final. So if Kerry win, Rena, they'll overtake your lovely Cork at the top of the Rule of Honour list. Uh, Cork and Kerry are both on 11 All-Ireland titles. So yeah, I can imagine who you'll be roaring for on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, look, it was something I actually only I, I realised during the week. Is that yeah, right. You knew neck, damn neck well. <laughs> So we'll see. We'll see how Sunday pans out. We could be knocked off our, off the off the joint first position. We'll we'll see how it goes. Who? So who sure. you calling, Rena? So look, I I think Kerry have made huge strides this year. Um, I think they do have a great opportunity, but I think Mead are the informed team. I think they've gone through a much tough, like a tougher path to the final, and I think that'll certainly stand to them, particularly in the last quarter of the game. Um, they played Division One football this year. You know, Kerry have just come up from Division Two probably didn't have as, as tough a route to the final and I, I think Mead will just have will have enough to, to get over them on, on Sunday. Noel, what do you think? I'm laughing. I think Kerry have a bit to do to catch up with Rena herself at the top <laughs> of the leaderboard there. They have a few more years to go. Uh, yeah, I'd agree to be honest. I like Kerry, everything needs to go well for them. Like psychologically they need to be doing well. They need everybody to perform well and they need to perform well for a full 60 minutes, which is so tough in an all out of final. Like those ten, those last 10 minutes alone you know, games are really won and lost just from kind of the composure that a team can have. And I think Mead have that in buckets. Um, I think they've showed kind of, they've been getting steadily better every single game. They do seem to perform really well in the big games. Um, so I, like I would, I would definitely back Mead. They do seem to be playing with a little bit more fear this year than they would have before. And I don't know, is it just the fact that um, Vicky, Orla, and then I read today Emma Troy as well, seems to be like traveling in, in Australia rather than going over to play. So, you know, with that sense of a kind of an end of an year, sometimes that can play in you on a little bit. Um, but I would, I'd back them to kind of, to have the composure and, and to and to do it. But I, I think it'll be tight. I don't think they'll run away. But I think it's going to be a really good game. And I wouldn't be surprised if Kerry kind of, you know, managed to, to, I think they'd have to blow them out of the water nearly to do it I think it would have to be a convincing win but if it's if it's tight I'd expect me to, to have the composure to, to close it out hey, Great stuff Noel Healy and Rena Buckley thanks for joining us Well that's it from us on The Throw-In you can listen, rate and follow on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from Bye for now 
This is an Irish independent podcast.